Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo, uh, joined by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Doing great, because I just noticed that System of a Down is trending. Remember that oh. metal band from 20 years ago? <laughs> yeah, I like them. They're good. What, uh, uh, for what? I Who knows? It's, it's like the shit that trends now, you'll click on it, and there's no discernible reason why. The lead singer pissed which on means, someone's face at a festival. It's just like anti-viral marketing. You know, when you when you pay a, a firm to like pr- try to like make it look like you're being promoted organically, but there's no reason why. I mean, there is a reason why it's like you've got a thing coming up, but it, like you don't want to make it look like you're intentionally promoting it. You want to just make it look like, oh, people are just organically talking about a band from 20 years ago. Right. And then you click. I just clicked on the trend and there's no discernible reason why they're trending. Like, None. It's, it's, and this it's is funny. not this is this is again like Twitter replaced trending with what's happening right you can't even get to trending until you click on show more and then you can get to things that are actually organically trending but it's still curated and it's like oh here's here's our description of what this thing is before you you know can see anyone else's tweet you have to read what twitter is saying to to you about this right so So uh, what's that well, no, I was going to say, I might, one of the tweets that keeps popping up is actually a tweet from a couple months ago, but it was, I remember seeing this really funny tweet. Uh, it was like, every System of a Down song is like, I'm the Mushroom Man, I'm the Mushroom Man, oh, 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 oh. In June 2003, Amnesty International published reports of human rights abuses by the U.S. military and its coalition partners. Right. I mean, like, are there songs that is, still like that? Are they still a band? I haven't heard still, them. Yeah, I think they're, they you know, still they, do shit, but... They had uh, songs about, like, the Armenian genocide... A long time ago, I don't know. I don't remember. They have really good po- as a band. They have really good politics. But again, there's who knows why the fuck they're trending. It's very bizarre, right? Well, it just made me th- like think of like that that like punk thing of like coming up with a band name that's like you know like a pun, you know, or like like right. rearranging. And I was like, I wonder if somebody came out with a punk band that was like, what if we were called a uh, system of a Down syndrome? If that would go over well. <laughs> And right, and then they're like, "All right, maybe let's 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 oh, lop off the last bit." Yeah, because... <laughs> they're just getting like booed on stage, and they're like, "Look, man, you may not like the name, but it's just it's not. It doesn't mean that we're you know like they're just trying to like, rationalize <laughs> they're, they're... it as, as people are like throwing shit." At them. I'm like, "Fuck you, man." They we're drop not... a banner with "System of a Down Syndrome" and the crowd boos. So then Surge walks around and like takes a little utility knife and cuts off the last bit of the banner, and it just says "System of a Down." No. Then yeah. they cheer, and it's like, all right, that's better. That's probably yeah, how it f- happened. Our fans are retarded. <laughs> right, right. Very, just just extremely too. I'm just, like, writing a 90s comedy in my head at all times, right? Like, I'm just trying to, like, come up, like, use all the, the terrible things from 90s comedies that oh, yeah. uh, weren't humor in the first place. Casual like, gay jokes. Right. Yeah, you, you exactly. Retarded, and yeah. Well, uh, speaking of which, we should get into... Uh, uh, our, our illustrious president of the United States this week and what he's been up to uh, and just and just oh, yeah. the, the general approval of his job performance uh, lately, because, you know, we uh, have obviously been uh, talking about Biden for years and, you know, we, you know, we, we've known who he is for a long time. And it seems like the the American public is is coming around to it and or, you know, starting to dislike him for for other reasons. But. Uh, in a new USA Today poll uh, of approval ratings, which they'll do periodically, you know, that's where we always get the uh, polling stats that Bernie Sanders is the most popular politician in the United States. I uh, still, I think he's still at the top of that list. Wait, but, who? You know, 
Yeah, who? exactly. <laughs> Fucking. Who, uh, um, what was the name of the person you just said? Was who? Uh, Bert, I believe it was Bernard Sanders. He's a senator I, from I uh, Vermont. I forgot he was still alive. Right. I know. Um, unfortunately, so did everyone else. Um, well, everyone but, else that has, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars to their credit. I mean, I, I don't know, like, how you could uh, forget about a guy like Bernie Sanders when you're Elon Musk. But uh, anyway, yeah, so so Elon uh, tweeted out, Bernie said something about billionaires paying their fair share, and Elon tweeted out, I forgot you were still alive, which is insane, because clearly... Bernie Sanders lives rent free in Elon Musk's head every day. Oh no, it's his, day. It's, it's his attempt of 2005, you know, Reddit edgelord humor because that's literally what Elon Musk is. He just happens to have tricked people into, you know, uh, helping him accrue this, you know, obscene fucking fortune where he's the richest man in the fucking universe. Um, but he's still a fucking moron who, you know, po- like cringe posts like a 14 year old on Reddit and like nothing that he, no amount yeah. of money that he gets will ever change that. Right. And, and his car know, company got $6 billion in, in federal subsidies. So the, the idea that the idea, you know, that, um, well, yeah, he tweeted Bernie's a maker or is a taker, not a maker, which is right. right like he says, hilarious because he's gotten billions in subsidies oh, from the federal government. I didn't government. tell you before, not to get too off on our tangent here, but before we get to Biden, mm-hmm. I was riding my bike and uh, I was actually on a street that had a bike lane. I mean, mm. whether there's a bike lane or not doesn't really fucking matter because it's just it's a line of paint. Doesn't really do shit to protect you. But um, right. I I passed uh, a, a test Tesla, like an, a driverless test car, mm-hmm. where there's a driver sitting there with a huge screen and a clipboard and they're not touching the steering wheel and the car is trying to drive itself oh god right <laughs> fucking horrifying which is like i d- did i consent to be a test subject in this study to see if the car will kill me or not no how, how do they not how are they not legally compelled to test these on like fake oh course, they have like, on a course like but they have there's there's no federal regulation of driverless cars that's the thing is is we we didn't have seat belts for the first 60 years of cars <laughs> right there's no fucking regulation for this shit. It's just, well, you're you're the corporation. You made it. Like, what do we? Who are we to say? We're only the government, <laughs> right? So, I, I'm just I'm I'm, and the car can't really go anywhere because there's another car in front of it. So it's you know it's boxed in, right? And I'm just like sailing past all these fucking cars because I'm on a bike, of course, because right. it's a fucking city, and it makes no sense to have a, a vehicle the size of a room be the thing that gets you around because it takes up so much fucking space that you can't go anywhere. And I, I just had a chance to kind of like look down into the car from, from my perch on my bike and, you know, watching this guy and he's not even watching what's in front of him or what's on the screen. He's just writing notes on his fucking clipboard. And I'm like, this, this fucking people, this is why you have videos of these people who are almost being killed by these driverless cars, just veering into them and the driver's like, oh, whoops, I wasn't watching. You know, the driver, quote unquote, the person who's supposed to grab the wheel <laughs> right. before fuck car commits murder. Right. And I'm just like, I just want to like, I want to just see what happens if I just fucking kicked my leg out and just shattered the window. Just see what the car does then. <laughs> motherfucker. What do you got now, bitch? The fucking defense forces. It would start, you know, like a drone would fly out the trunk and start. You oh, know. man firing on you and, and um, i've kicked cars from a moving bike before so like don't don't think i won't do it 
Um, yeah, no, I just want to see like what that will do to their fucking test. Like, does the car, <laughs> does the car stop? Like, how does the car react once you start fucking violently assaulting it before it assaults you? I don't know. I mean, we could we could always refer to that video of Elon Musk throwing a brick at the uh, indestructible glass on his oh, fucking I love cyber that shit. <laughs> Watch how indestructible right the, this. <laughs> the thing weighs eight thousand pounds, but it fucking shatters upon impact. I love it. <laughs> Oh well, you know it, it didn't create a big a lot of glass. It took a couple it took a couple throws to do that. It's it's like Fucking I mean idiot. it's it's almost the real life version of um you know RoboCop where they show like the. The fucking the giant uh, stop motion animation thing, and it just like kills the guy. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> like that's why you right. don't do a fucking live test like that in front of an audience because it's not going to go well. Right, right. Well, speaking of not going well, let's let's talk about the Biden administration because um, <laughs> they, <laughs> they uh, so USA Today, you know, like I was saying, they periodically will do approval rating polls and. Um, Joe Biden on the heels of, you know, his COVID response, the 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 disaster uh that is this this build back better bill and the infrastructure bill, you know, debacle. Um and just the general, you know, non factor that he's been as president uh is at 38% approval rating, which is, you know, pitifully low. That's like George Bush levels of uh low approval. I mean, that was like, I believe that was Trump's, that was, that, Trump's yeah. lowest, I think, was like 38%. That was, that was George Bush after he destroyed two cities. <laughs> two right. cities George Bush had to obliterate before he reached the numbers that Joe Biden Countries, right, right, right. No, no, no. Absolutely. New York City and New Orleans. That's, that was, it was New Orleans. I don't know if you remember. But oh, was oh that, like, was, that was after, oh, that was, after Katrina. Because he just gotten reelected and then Katrina happened. And it was after Katrina that, that like his numbers dropped like 25 points. All that right. fucking hoorah, you know, wave the flag, 9-11 bullshit was done after Katrina. That's true. Well, I think it, and it was also the fatigue of like seeing what those wars became. Like people like woke up to the fact that they were, you know, misled on those two. I, I think it was all, a, you know, kind of. But, you know, well, the, well, most the, people you look don't at the ever approval see. for those wars, too. They were really low at that point. You know, By compared point, to where they yeah. were, right? But um, when they see when they see the you know the the mass casualties <clears throat> from those wars, right? But it's in America, right. and there's fucking dead bodies have been floating down the the street for weeks, and no one's cleaned it up yet. That's you know that 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 that's the that was the thing. I mean, that was a really pivotal thing. Yeah, <clears throat> no, for sure. Anyway, so Joe um, Biden hasn't destroyed any city <laughs> yet. No. But his numbers are in the same uh, gutter, gutter, ballpark, gutter. Yeah, gutter. Uh, he, they're definitely in the gutter. That's um, and, and not for lack of trying, because he's for sure trying to start multiple coups in Latin America, you know, Nicaragua, Cuba, Venezuela. I mean, you know, all, all the greatest hits. Um, but yeah, no, his numbers are in the shitter. So you have to imagine Kamala Harris would have like nearly identical numbers because they're really acting as one. Uh, force and you know as an administration uh kamala harris pulling at 28 percent approval rating uh oh. the next president of the united states folks according to the democrats that's you know again no this is what we've said for years and you know nobody in the media listens nobody in the democratic party listens the only people who don't find kamala harris repulsive 
are fucking party loyalist Democrats who get all of their news from MSNBC and like don't you know? Man, think well, we're, we're going to get into the details here in a little bit, but I'll, I'll tell you who uh, also um, could tell that Kamala was full of shit and was weak was the top tier Democratic Party donors, and we'll we'll get to that in a bit, but. Uh, first, we wanted to kind of kick it off with uh, Joe Biden. I don't even know what he was talking about in the speech. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, I don't even know what the speech was was in regards to, but there was uh, some some honoring of Satchel Page. I don't know if he was being given given like a medal of freedom or medal whatever. You he, know, the- could, I mean, I I feel like it could have been about anything. It could have been something completely unrelated, and Biden just brings up Satchel Page out of nowhere. <laughs> oh right, no right, because he died in 1982, so he couldn't have been giving him a medal. I mean, unless he was no. giving him a posthumous medal. So Satchel Page, famous uh, Negro League ball player, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, and unfortunately, because of the fact that he was black and he you know grew up or you know was alive when he was never uh, got a chance to play in his prime in the major leagues. Like he would have, you know, been probably well, the best pitcher. Clearly in, in wasn't MLB good enough history. to have, right? <laughs> right. No, I mean, of course, you know, he was like, you know, the, the greatest, you know, one of the greatest pitchers of, of all time. Um, and unfortunately was not able to uh, play, you know, for the bulk of his career uh, in, in the majors, but it was, uh, had a 2.7 ERA career era which you know for any of the baseball fans listening know that is like absurdly low like that's means he gives up 2.7 runs per nine innings uh which is you know i mean top flight baseball players give up like 3.5 and you'd be like an all-star one of the best pitchers in the league so 2.7 is and that's not that's not just points scored that's like how many people left home base right no, no, no. That's that earned run. That's runs. That's actual oh, that runs is, given up. Point scored. Okay. All right. Just right. to clarify there. Right. I, you know, I'm not a fan of sports ball, so I don't really know. How <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. as as the sports fans listening can attest by you calling them points instead of runs. But yes. So, I mean, does a bunt count? Does that is that a point? If it scores a runner. No, like if <laughs> if a bunt gets a guy in from third base, you, you hit, could do a you squeeze. You hit the ball yeah. and that's a point, right? That's. That's that's yeah. like you. The basket goes in the the hole. If you hit the the ball with your bat, that's how you score a point. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> well. So speaking of which, this was probably from an unrelated speech altogether. But this is this was Biden the other day. Uh, yeah. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro leagues, went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Page. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, so everyone God. obviously lipped on him saying the the great Negro at the time. Um, and, and obviously, you know, he was trying to say the great Negro League pitcher, but his it's, brain is mush. And- right. Well, he interrupts himself in order to try to clarify, but in trying to do so... <laughs> Makes his, I mean, it's like the like you didn't need to, you could have just said what you were going to say and it would have been fine. Right. But, you know, he's senile and he's probably, you know, confused because he's actually thinking about, you know, how he's going to try to replace Kamala Harris and just got <laughs> got confused about which Negro he was speaking of. Right. 
Yeah. Right, right. In his mind. Like that's that's, you know, I'm sure. So he um yeah, so he got a lot of shit about that, but that's, you know, <laughs> we knew what he was going for, but still, it's just another Bidenism uh to to, to report on. But Kamala was in the news a lot this week because um it, it does certainly seem like the the uh first of all, we we know that Biden and Harris have never really liked each other. I mean, you know. Oh, she, it, it, yeah, and their staffs fucking hate each other. Right. Their, their staffs are at war with each other. Um well, her staff evidence. hates everybody because they're all a bunch of fucking toxic psychopaths. But, you know, anyone that would actually or work. they're an outright spy, right, right. But I mean, look, she, you know, she has literally the the her, she's famous for having the most toxic fandom uh, in all of politics or or you know in any any situation on Twitter and on online, and that's the type of people that she surrounds herself with because the only people that will support her are people that will vociferously attack anybody who rightfully brings up her uh record as a fucking extremely um uh, uh aggressive uh prosecutor and you know and cop like they like anyone that uh, extremely punitive punitive was a word i was looking for uh extremely punitive prosecutor uh anyone that brings that up will be uh attacked by her fucking minions so those are the types of people she surrounds herself with and you know obviously nobody can get along with those people because they're psychopaths um and you had some you had some quotes you wanted because there was an article written about the situation and about you know how bad things are and it, it's clear that biden's team and like biden sources are are will gladly give quotes about her and her staff and you know how much they oh, fucking can't stand yeah. her so so if you if you look for videos about kamala harris on twitter right now it is like nothing but fox news videos saying that their sources say that kamala harris is going to be forced to resign that's how bad it is according to fox news now it's probably not quite that bad and i really doubt that that would happen or, or if it was it would be like you know they come up with a bullshit reason for it. Don't, the Democratic Party will never let that happen because they, they they're they're just too you know they're too much of a of a club for that to happen. But they, I think they are certainly looking elsewhere. They'd for like 2024, to twenty twenty four, twenty twenty right? Exactly, exactly. But it, so so this CNN article comes out, and the, of course, everybody in this article is not cited, you know, on on condition of anonymity. Right, right. Um, but it, it's. You know, to all of her, like, you'd think the K-Hive would be more active in defending her, and they've been weirdly silent. Like, I'm not seeing a ton of people trying to come out and defend her. No. Which it's... is really, really telling, because we remember how viciously we were attacked for pointing out how badly she was doing in the run-up to, you know, anointing her. Um, right. When she was polling in fifth place in her home state that but she I ended up seen... dropping out of the primaries. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um but so the the one thing I have seen her you know a few defenders left have called this uh, CNN article hit piece for like gently suggesting that as uh, competent as she is she's just not been given a chance to to show how competent she is you know even though she's what fifty some years old like no one's just she's so good but no one's given her a chance to lead like. If you're a fucking leader, you don't wait for someone else to give you a chance to. Le- anyway, we'll get into the details here. So, 
a little congested, but I'm going to read a bit from the CNN article. Some of these, I tried to kind of pull quotes from this thing and, and format it together so it's coherent, but some of them kind of, um, some of these these paragraphs are kind of, um, they jump around a little bit. So if it right. doesn't make sense, it's just, I'm, I'm pulling these, right? So uh, CNN says, <clears throat> Interviews with nearly three dozen former and current Harris aides, administration officials, Democratic operatives, donors, and outside advisors who spoke extensively to CNN, obviously, reveal a complex reality inside the White House. Many of the vice, vice president's circle fume that she's not being adequately prepared or positioned. Uh, like, like. <laughs> Does Joe Biden even remember who his VP is? Right. When, that's also not like his, you know, not even to defend him, but not his job. Like, that's how entitled and fucking, you know, toxic that her supporters are, is they think that Joe Biden uh, should devote his presidency to grooming and positioning Kamala. To he already picked her to be the her. fucking second place commander of the first nation in the world. Like, what right. more do you, how, how much more of a foist can you get than that? Right. Like, exactly. You're, you're waiting in the wings. Like, what else does he have to fucking do? Right. <sighs> what did Obama do for fucking and not? You know, not <laughs> to defend him either. But like, what did he do for Joe? Like, he made him the VP. You know, at, to to shore up his support with right. white racists. Right. And that's if, really if all you, you need to do. If, I mean. if you're if you're fucking boosted up to the pedestal, of vice president, and you're still just like, well, I don't know what to do. Why doesn't anyone like me? Like. <laughs> chances are you're extremely untalented. Yeah, right. Chances are you're an extremely untalented and unlikable politician. Uh, person, so if you think the like vice that. president herself has told several confidence mm-hmm. she feels constrained in what she's able to do politically. And those around her remain wary of even hinting at a future political ambition. Sorry. And those around her remain wary of even hinting at a future political ambitions. Uh, at few. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> future so basically the people closest to her like are afraid to like publicly talk about her chances of ever being president like right, through that's that the only worries. other position she could run she's not gonna step down you know move to a lower like right she's, she's president or nothing at this point which is hilarious like that's how little confidence her own supporter like her own people have that they're like i don't we don't think she can fucking do this so the scene in article continues here. Defenders and people who care for Harris are getting frantic. This is this is the actual scene in article. <laughs> her supporters and people care for her are getting frantic. They're depressed, and they are currently trying. This is the actual article. They're trying to bat down the Aaron Sorkin style rumor that Biden might try to replace her by nominating her to this uh, to a Supreme Court vacancy. That chatter has already reached top levels of the Biden orbit, according to one person who's heard it. So, like the Biden staff, people in the White House are aware that her supporters actually think that he's going to try to get rid of her that way. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I heard. You, so that's so funny because I, I I didn't read this full article, and I my my father in law said that to me the other day, and he like is you know tangentially like watches cable news as a right winger and yeah. i'm like what what are you fucking talking like what are you t- like that's not a real thing that but apparently that's a real thing that's a whole fox news cycle that's a whole 24 right. hours on fox news is, is is how does biden get rid of kamala by that's fucking hilarious and of course oh God, that would be a know, nightmare because because if you're a right winger watches fox news you think kamala harris is a communist 
So the idea of her being on the Supreme Court is fucking... (laughs) It's a nightmare to them, and it's a nightmare to us for very different reasons. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, oh my god, a fucking psychotic right-wing cop on the Supreme Court for... 30 40 it's, years it's what a nightmare fucking, it's the predator meme of the two arms interlocked <laughs> where like the right and the left are just terrified of <laughs> right workers left workers this is a fucking nightmare right. right yeah of course all of her votes would be in favor of shit that they support right of course and they, they, would, don't, they, they wouldn't don't. know it and they wouldn't know it so the article continues uh kamala kamala she's perceived to be in such a weak position that top democrats in and outside of washington have begun to speculate privately asking each other why the white house has allowed her to become so hobbled in the public consciousness at least as they see it um an incumbent vice president should be a shoe-in the next time the party's presidential nomination is open but guessing who might launch a theoretical primary challenge to harris has become an ongoing insider parlor game other politicians with their own presidential ambitions have started privately acknowledging that they are trying to figure out how to quietly lay the groundwork to run if and when Harris falters, as they think she might. Sounds like she already is, but, you know, they're trying to be pleasant in this article, not completely throwing her a bus. Right. So it continues, many sources speaking on a condition of anonymity to discuss the situation more frankly. They all tell roughly the same story. Harris's staff has repeatedly failed her and left her exposed, and family members have often had an informal say with her office. This is something that we haven't really talked about a lot, but, like, her inner circle is just, like, her fucking personal relatives, basically. So the article continues, even some who have been asked for advice lament Harris's over, um, overly cautious tendencies and staff problems, which have been a feature of every office she's held, from San Francisco uh, District Attorney to U.S. Senate. When Biden picked Harris as his running mate, he was essentially anointing her as the future of the Democratic Party. Now many of those close to her feel that she's shirking his political duties to promote her and essentially setting her up to fail. Her fans are panicked, watching her poll numbers sink even lower than Biden's, worrying that even uh, the base of Democratic support is starting to give up on her. Said a top donor to Biden, quote, Kamala Harris is a leader but is not being put in positions to lead. That doesn't make sense. We need to be thinking long-term, and we need to be doing what's best for the party. Okay, so again, if you are a born leader, you naturally will fit into the role of leadership. You don't need to be placed there uh, right. like some kind of, you know, like, that's not affirmative action, but like if, you, if, you're, if you're the fucking vice president, you already got your fucking foot in the door, lady like you if you if right. you're still s- struggling to figure out how to be a leader when you're like you know fucking first officer on the fucking enterprise like <laughs> like you well, you clearly got stuck there and you shouldn't be there you're not a fucking leader no and and th- and this is the, the the biggest thing with kamala and that i've always said and and that has been proven true time and time again is that she's a terrible politician She's a terrible politician because she's a terrible person because she is a cop and has a cop's personality and is unable to hide that. And that is like the opposite of what people want to vote for, because you deep down, you know, people really want to vote for somebody that they like and that they think is trustworthy and doesn't lie to them and is honest and is a good person. People love being lied to as long as they believe the lie. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, as long as they believe it. 
Right. As long as they believe it. But but right. and they thought that Obama was, you know, was telling them the truth. Like they just thought he of was. Of course. You know, uh, he made them feel good. Obama right. made liberals feel good. And Kamala doesn't do that. She and doesn't Kamala, know yeah. how to do that. And if she knew how to do that, she would have a staff of people that were there because they were inspired by her, not because they were blood relatives. Okay. Right. When you and can only trust your blood relatives, there's something inherently broken inside you. Right. And so, you know, in, in response to this, this article, uh, you know, a lot of like, like the Jen Pasakis of the world had to, to, to go on like the Kamala defense, uh, tour and like she she posted a tweet out of you know just seemingly out of nowhere uh for anyone who needs to hear it vp is not only a vital partner to potus but a bold leader who has taken on key important challenges facing this country from voting rights to addressing the root causes of migration to expanding broadband um to (laughs) addressing the cause God. Well, so to which this uh, this account, Matt Whitlock, posted this video uh, with the with the caption, uh, "These were the best issues you could think of to tout for her," and it's just a little compilation of of, of Kamala uh, addressing the root causes of migration, as as Jen Psaki puts it. Yeah, let's hear this. Yeah, let's. <laughs> We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border, <laughs> I, and I haven't been to Europe. Listen, I I've been to the border before. I will go again. But when I'm in Guatemala, <laughs> dealing with root causes, I think we should have a conversation about what's going on in Guatemala. So, can you commit right now that you will indeed visit the U.S.-Mexico border, and will you do it soon? Jeremy, let me tell you something. Yes, I will, and I have before. I've said I'm going to go to the border. And I... When are you going to the border, the Vice President? The administration has asked... I'm not finished. <laughs> I've said I'm going to the border. That crushed it. (laughs) (laughs) And this is and and, but this is example a of why she's never going to be fucking president, because she at her heart and, and deep in her soul is a fucking cop. And anytime she's challenged verbally, you know, in in any way whatsoever, she immediately gets aggressive and mad and and her way of hiding it that i guess her handlers have told her to do is to just smile and laugh but she looks like a psychopath because we know that she's seething with rage and and, and she can't hide it like she, it's it's hillary it's it's, it's, it's fucking, fucking hillary. hillary 101 it's it's literally exactly what hillary does right you you know like it, it, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't finished <laughs> like it, like she's like seething with rage may i remind moment. you that i haven't been to europe either <laughs> like not only am i incompetent but i also haven't been other places that you'd <laughs> right. like me to go <laughs> like what a stupid fucking <laughs> response oh man fucking lester holt to you know just just you know well, well you haven't been to the border like immediately like <laughs> oh my god she just the death glare she gives him but uh, and then know. she goes to guatemala to se- to tell people not to come and right, that was that like, same <laughs> do not come oh, do god. not come she's just if so- you come do not wipe it anywhere near yes <laughs> <laughs> well yes of course that did birth a thousand variations of that uh so but i have a little bit more of this article okay yeah I want to get to just to show like the the White House's response to this, right? Because if you really think that the White House is like just doesn't like they don't want her to succeed, of course they want her to succeed. She's she's their perfect identity politics 
you know, she's a she's a black woman cop. Like, what else could you possibly hope for in in a you know Democratic Party figurehead? So this is this is the White House Biden staff's response is uh, Biden aides have repeatedly told Harris aides that they would love. So this is like their their handlers, their people, the people that actually are doing the things. You know, the people that run the country whose names you'll never know, who are their, mostly their staff. Uh, so Biden aides have repeatedly told Harris aides that they'd love to have her doing more. And they asked the vice president's office to come up with plans for how to get her involved. So they're basically saying, like, Kamala, whatever you want to fucking do, like, spitball it here. Come up with shit on your own. Right. Like, what do you, where do you want to be? Like, put yourself out there. Be a leader. According to people familiar with the conversations. Though the staffs are on multiple calls per week, West Wing aides are often left wondering why there's not more to follow through. So basically, like they said, okay, whatever you want to do, come up with it. And they and Kamala's people, her handlers, her staff don't know what to do. Like we don't know where to go. We don't know what to do. <laughs> so this is this. It gets even better here. Uh, this is the last last bit I have on this. The DNC hired a contract consultant in part to help with the Harris portfolio. So, you know, let's try to fix her. They're trying to, like, have outside people other than her staff, like, fix her PR image. Right. But that has not been going well either, according to people familiar with Harris' staff, (laughs) usually only reaching out to ask for buffering tweets after problems or negative stories arise rather than being more proactive. Meanwhile, Chief of Staff Tina Flornay, am I saying that right? You know how to say that? properly tuned Flournoy. Flournoy? No idea. Uh, so anyway, this is Kamal's chief of staff. Tina Flournoy has been turned down by several others who've been unwilling to work in the office. Mm-hmm. And several people currently on staff have started to reach out to contacts to say they're looking to leave, according to sources who've gotten the calls. So yeah, it's like you get you get a call from Kamal's people who are like, I gotta, I gotta fucking quit this place. I cannot work for this. <laughs> She's she's totally incompetent she's crazy and then you're like oh yeah that, that totally sucks hey uh hang on a second i gotta put you on hold <laughs> got someone yeah. on the other line hang yeah, on cnn cnn get this shit right <laughs> right <laughs> you fucking your fucking prospective new boss is fucking ratting you out to cnn <laughs> that's how fucking washington really works that's who these people are that's where their loyalties lie isn't getting fucking paid on cnn that's all right. these people care about, and that's why they are incompetent and should not be in government. They do; they fundamentally don't care about anything but themselves and getting money and being in media. That yeah. is it. That is and where that the real is- power lies. And the idea of like you know Bernie Sanders, like hey Bernie, uh, you know up in mayor of, of uh, Burlington was like hey we should uh, open up the the largest uh, public land trust, community land trust in North America. Hey, we should have a publicly funded all ages music venue, you know, lar- uh, longest running all ages punk rock play. Like we should do all those, like none of that, none of that shit occurs to people like Kamala Harris or Joe Biden and all the fucking sycophants that work for them. No, they, they literally, I mean, that's just not even in their DNA. Their, their, their sole, you know, focus in government is, what is like the bare minimum that I can do to continue my ascendance to, you know, a higher position of power so that I can then later use that position of power to make more money. And that's just, you know, again, the reason why I don't get why Bernie's so acquiescent to these people is because he, I'm sure knows that this is who they fucking are, you know, deep down that they're just extreme. They're, they're completely opposite people. Like they don't, 
you know, there, there's nobody fucking like that in government anymore. Oh, yeah. and, Bernie's and Bernie's a guy that just thinks that you gotta, you know, play whatever hand you're dealt, and that's the the downside. That, that's also probably a generation. Yeah, and that might also be a generational. But thing. But Bernie so trying to run, you know, outside the system for ten years. He did that shit for ten years of his life and got nowhere, right? And right. he, I mean, he still eventually won as a mayor as an independent. But that was being completely independent, not running on a third party. So I think that that you know when he was running as like a you know on a with with whatever I can't even remember like the party he was a part of when he was running for a state office, like the work some kind of like Vermont Workers Party or something like that. Yeah, and there's some guy who like founded that party who just hates Bernie because Bernie like actually got successful by running by himself right. and left that party. It's just like, right. Like, it's a guy, it's a guy you start a punk band on. with and then you become, you yeah. know, <laughs> right. <laughs> then he's like, fuck you, right. man. You should never, um, it's but like the rest of the bangles getting pissed off at the hot one who was the sitting, you know, <laughs> right. Right. Like, look, uh, this, is, this is fucking shit. works this way. That's how um, the world works. Um, yeah. Well, and so, you know, just, uh, <laughs> one more, just funny video that, that you'd sent me. Cause, uh, you know, like you said, the Kamala videos were yeah. going around and somebody pointed out, and this is another thing she does because she, again, is not a talented politician or public speaker, um, is that she'll just, you know, filibuster every speech that she gives by including as many unnecessary words as possible. And 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 the the tweet I think that accompanied this was something to the effect of like, why does every Kamala Harris speech feel like a book report where you're trying to pad out the word count? Um, and this is the uh, clip. We must together work together to see where we are where we are headed, where we are going, and our vision for where we should be, but also see it as a moment, yes, to together address the challenges and to work on the opportunities. So that was the end of the clip, but yes. But it's just, you know, no, no human being speaks that way. What was she talking way. about? What the fuck was she? Well, she was I mean, talking about working context. together to, to, to face together the... the, the opportunity yeah I, I, no fucking idea but like, when, when donald rumsfeld said there are <laughs> no knowns there are known unknowns and there are unknown unknowns at least we knew what he was talking about military intelligence like there's things we know there's things we don't know and there's things we don't know that we don't even know we don't know right like, just, that, that was at least logically coherent what she just said there was like basically like the aspirational equivalent of the fucking you know the the kitten hanging from a tree hang in there poster like it, was, it doesn't mean anything it's no, just it it's, it's, it's why build back better is the perfect slogan for nothingness because right. it doesn't fucking mean anything right and it was also boris johnson's slogan so it's it works in, in multiple ways because you know it, it also reaches out to your your core constituency so oh my god yeah just just a fucking disaster and 28 percent approval rating i mean i I can't. I don't know that a vice president has ever had that low an approval rating. I'm sure there's been one or two, um, but I can't seem to think of one. And goddamn, like that that is that is pitiful. Like that is just, and that is not somebody who is going to run for and win. Uh, we aren't the, even to 2022 yet. They haven't even been in office two years yet. Oh no, yeah, and we're we're obviously heading for an absolute bloodbath uh, in 2022 in the midterms. Um, and you know, the, the elections this year were a little bit of a preview of that. Obviously you saw the Democrats get wiped out across the board because they're not fucking offering anything. And that's at the end of the day, why Joe Biden's approval is in the toilet because he promised a lot of, 
I won't even say big things, a lot of medium things, and uh, didn't deliver on any of those, and and pretended as if it was two Did senators. Two thousand dollars in the mail, Anthony. Did you get that two thousand dollar check that Biden promised? Yeah, you know, it was, it was 600 light for some reason. So I, I think I need to talk to somebody about that. But uh, I did. Yeah. That's and by the way, of, he's that's, that's like the setup for like a guy getting his legs broke in a fucking episode of The Wire. Like you. Right. Or Sopranos. Like, hey, you're fucking light this week. Don't make me come back here. Like, you know, you don't have a bite. You know, by midnight tomorrow, we're going to come and fucking take a finger. Right. I, I think Sorry. we I think we need to send somebody uh, to, to have a conversation <laughs> with Joe Biden about that. Those checks. But um, well, you want me to kill him? No, no, no. Just talk to him. Oh, you mean by talk to him, break his legs? Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, parody, obviously. Don't don't fucking kick our doors down or anything. Um, but yes. Yeah, so uh, hey, I didn't even mention Kyle Rittenhouse yet. Okay. So oh God, can't, yeah. Can't. Right. So <laughs> no. So you know. Again, this is why his approval rating is in the shitter. He didn't deliver on any of the the milk toast. You know good reforms that he was uh running on and or even that he had talked about this year you know in terms of his build back better bill and the infrastructure bill um and you you had a little info uh, on the infrastructure bill yeah, also I, you wanted to I get do. to so i mean the infrastructure bill is a lot of things like we think of infrastructure as like roads and bridges and that but it's also right. a bunch of things that aren't really infrastructure but they they put it in there because it's just you know whatever um but i wanted to talk about the actual infrastructure in the infrastructure bill, because what started out as a $6 trillion bill and keep in mind that $6 trillion over 10 years. So when you get down to it, it's, you know, less money than the Pentagon gets every year. Right. We didn't get a $6 trillion infrastructure bill. We got a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, but $550 billion of it, is new spending. The rest of it is just re-upping for the, the old shit. spending. Right. So really, this bill is just $550 billion over 10 years. Which is less than we spend on the military in one year. <laughs> it's like, it's two-thirds of what we spend on the military in one year. So, yeah, basically, it's, it's less than one-tenth of what we spend on the Pentagon every year. Right. That's what's going to save us from a fucking climate apocalypse. Like, I, I just go on Twitter right now and look at the pictures of all the flooding. You know, the entire Pacific Northwest is flooding right now, uh, you know, just weeks after all of California was on fire again. Right. And oh, but Biden went to the climate and fell asleep. Right. <laughs> right. The, the, the Paris climate or Copenhagen climate, whatever, where they, you know, like, oh, our, our sponsors are a bunch of electric cars that because of the giant battery now weigh 8,000 pounds instead of 5,000 pounds. So you're just you're blowing more energy to carry around an even heavier giant fucking tank when you could take the bus. So just, just to read a little bit from the actual reporting on this, <clears throat> I actually don't have the source of where I got this from. This was from some kind of transportation blog, I believe. So the bill signed into law today includes $550 billion in new spending. The rest is made up of routine reauthorizations of energy, water, aviation, and surface transportation programs. Biden is selling the, Biden is selling the act as a historic federal infrastructure investment. But the historic 80 to 20% split between roads and transit is emulated in the new spending. So the lion's share of it, $110 billion, is just for highways. 
climate crisis, $110 billion of that $550 billion of new spending is for highways, for more fucking cars in a climate crisis. A stipulation written by lawmakers in the House would have ensured that jurisdictions repair their road systems before they expand it, but it was stripped from the bill by Senate moderates. I would argue that that makes them <laughs> radicals, not mar- mar- not moderates. Right. So no State Department of Transportation has committed to spending federal funds on repair-first programs. If you know anything about the way DOTs work, they don't want to fill in potholes. They want to cut ribbons on giant new capital projects. And the construction worker unions like AFL-CIO, I mean, now they're a federation of unions, not just one union, they love that shit. They will go to like every state fucking hearing on a giant new mega project boondoggle pushing that shit over you know going showing up and saying oh we, we want to go fill out you know potholes they don't want to do that shit they want to they want to work on a big new thing and they build it and then they neglect it and it falls apart and then they build a new big thing right, right? that that's the way that we fund the shit in this country <sighs> so a quote here from uh, a guy named Jeff Speck, an influential urban planner and consultant, um, wrote, This was an unfortunate cave-in to politics as usual that perhaps was necessary to pass the bill. Uh, but whatever Biden or Buttigieg's lip service claims in climate goals, this money to DOTs is likely to go in large part to expanding capacity, expanding car capacity, in ways that end up driving uh, driving up car ownership or car dependence nationwide. The article continues, America has developed a built environment that is n- uniquely dependent on personal automobiles. As a result, 29% of the carbon emissions in the United States stem from transportation with private cars and trucks comprising the vast majority of that total. That is the nation's largest single contribution to climate change. In the compromise forged by Senate Democrats, like West Virginia's Joe Manchin, and Republicans like Ohio's Rob Portman, many of the climate forward provisions were stripped from the bill. With its heavy emphasis on highways, experts like Speck say that the, uh, that the law of induced demand will ensure that new expanded railways will only attract more drivers, eventually creating more congestion and ensuring more carbon emissions. Right. So we've talked about induced demand before, but it's basically, you know, when you, when you look at traffic as a whole, it doesn't flow like water. It flows like a gas. It fills up whatever space is available, right? So as soon as you add more lanes, you just get more cars. You just get more people filling up that space. And when you think about the space a car takes up, it's not just the, you know, the eight feet wide by 14 feet long. It's traveling at 70 miles an hour. So you've got hundreds of feet in front of behind it. If the traffic's actually flowing, that have to be taken up too. Right. In theory, you know, the equal number of car lengths to the 10 miles an hour you're going, you know, like 60 miles an hour, you need six cars exactly. behind and in front of you. Not that exactly. anyone fucking ever follows that because they'll ride right behind you, you know, trying to kill both of you if there's a sudden stop needed. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's considerably more than it, just it's the, just, it's, it is the most expensive, least energy efficient mode of transportation to have an 8,000, 8,000 pound vehicle to move around a single person who weighs 150 pounds on average, hundred and, you know, averaging men. I would say America probably a little higher than that, but yeah. Right. Right. So, I mean, if you were, if you, I mean, just, just to, just to move a person 
if you let's say that we had just just gasoline, just get if we were burning just the fossil fuels to move all the people and nothing else, that would still be causing a climate crisis. But we're not just moving the person; we're moving this giant metal room mm-hmm. to get them around. I mean, if you look at Wally. At least those people were all fucking lackadaisically laying around in just basically a floating wheelchair. Imagine, imagine Wally, but you know they each one of them has their own fucking space shuttle. I, they also seem like kind of like maglev technology. I don't think those things are running on uh, <laughs> running on fossil fuels. But but yes, that, well, that, that is the unfortunate we'll, we'll see. future. Yeah, it, the, the unfortunate future between Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos uh, trying to get us to space by any means necessary. Even if we're forced to go there against our will, what was the quote that Jeff Bezos had? That I, most people won't be able to stay on Earth. Yes, yes, something to that effect. Yeah, which which is are we not, being not at all not at all something a supervillain <laughs> says. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know the phrase "get your ass to Mars," but I thought that was like inspirational, not I mean, a that, not a fucking threat. <laughs> which is I know right, and that see that's the great thing about Interstellar because that also features a giant ship that you know moves civilization to space, but that's painted as a horrible thing. And like something that we that happened because of our fucking negligence and right. like well, know, and like, I love that like the end of that movie is basically oh yeah that was all that was fake you can't possibly fly eight billion people to space there's no way to do that I don't know why you <laughs> thought that was the thing but it's good that you went out there and looked anyway so thanks right to right no exactly um but but no if you if you go into the little the, the magic little bookshelf you can you can you can relay the gravitational uh <laughs> equation that'll let you at least bring like hundreds of thousands of people up on this big space station yeah. um uh, it was funny i was I watching movie, this, uh, a video last night you know how they, they do that thing where they'll have like actual mm-hmm. astronauts uh reviewing that, like the reviewing sci-fi right. movies yeah and i watched this one and you know like most most astronauts are very not ideological people like they're not political they're just like right. this is the mission you know like they've wanted to Russia, be a, an astronaut you know, their entire you, life and right. that's like all they've, they've ever focused probably on. been a pilot in the air force right. you know they've done some test flying but like they're not like these fucking hoorah patriotic maga guys like you know and this this guy's got a he's got a great mustache you know very you know looks looks like you know the right stuff is his favorite movie of all time <laughs> right. and they they start playing the fucking clip from uh, the Martian, uh, another, no, well, uh, Matt Matt Damon, not Matthew McConaughey, but like they just start playing it and like showing the beginning of the movie where he's getting like blasted by the fucking windstorm, and the guy, the actual astronaut's just like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> he's like face, face palms. He's like, look, I I know the guy that wrote this. It was a great story. He was crowdsourcing where the story should go, but there is no possible way that you wouldn't know that a storm was coming. And there's no possible way that when the air is, you know, like 200 times less dense than it is on at, at the you know ground level, sea level of Earth, that it would blow you over, let alone, you know, require your crew to right. evacuate and leave you. But there's just no fucking way. The, the air is as thin as it would be at 200,000 feet elevation on Earth. There's no there's no air. <laughs> so so, yes, there is wind, but you would never feel it. Which is, you know, the entire premise of the movie hinges on that, right? Right. So, right, which is interesting because a lot of the space, actual space stuff from that movie, I, I heard is pretty, you know, accurate. But I'm sure they took massive liberties when it came to actually, you know, the MacGuffin of the story, which is why he ended up stranded on Mars in the first place. 
Um, but that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the guy that wrote it was an engineer too, so it's like he he knew he had to have been like, all right, well, this is the one thing I have to do to like make you know. I mean, you want the you want the story to happen, right? Right. Well, yeah, right. we do we do want to make money, <laughs> so we I do love me some Matt Damon, you know, <laughs> talking to the camera uh, directly. So I'll, I'll I'll put up with some right. wild inaccuracies to make that happen. God. All the money we've blown trying to save Matt Damon from space <laughs> right. over and over. Fuck. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> oh, the infrastructure matter. bill, None right? Of this <laughs> doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Um, all right. Well, you know, real quick, um, before we get out of here, I want, we wanted to b- give some updates on the uh, the the Kyle Rittenhouse or the Kyle Shittenhouse, as, as we have and, and many others have dubbed him uh trial uh you know i say trial with heavy quotation marks because this is clearly a fucking farce and we all know that they're doing everything in their power to work together the the judge and the uh defense team for a change uh to ensure that uh a not guilty verdict is rendered um and you know just this week we had um uh, among other things kyle rittenhouse uh, standing behind the judge, uh, to like as they as they watched a video, uh, I guess of the of the actual you know of of one of the uh, the murders that that took place. That you know they were reviewing footage in the in the courtroom, and and Rittenhouse was literally standing above the judge who is sitting and looking over his shoulder, which I'm sure white which judges never ha- that does not happen <laughs> i'm sure that judges would love to let happen. murder suspects stand behind them and watch a video of them murdering somebody it's not this isn't even like a joke of a trial this is like the judge is doing this shit deliberately oh he this he is, is virtue deliberately doing right. these things it's it's you know like the the fucking ringtone the god bless the you know trump's fucking so it, it's just he's it's like the people who are shouting you know let's go brandon like it's like haha we triggered the libs that's what this judge did he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna become a judge and then you know for when he's make sure that every white supremacist murderer is acquitted to own the libs right and and for whenever he's inevitably disbarred or or you know has his whatever revoked uh he'll have a job waiting for him on fox news because he's he's doing everything that's the thing is they don't disbar judges like that like that he's been there too long he's too old oh right basically untouchable right so then when he decides to retire he'll have a nice cushy consultant gig with fox news you know contributor gig with fox news maybe i mean they they like them a little bit younger though they (laughs) well well the women the the men they don't really mind you know they'll take old crotchety men just the women they need to be you know in their 30s and blonde and and wearing heels and etc um but yeah and by the way just real quick you the let's go brand i think we've talked about that on the podcast is the funniest thing to me because it just it, it conservatives can't help but be nerds be like the biggest fucking nerds on the planet because, like, we all the time on this show will say, fuck Joe Biden. Like, nobody, uh, no no, a grown adult has a problem saying the word fuck, but conservators are so fucking lame and nerdy and, like, you know, uh, trying to, to to stay true to their right-wing Catholic roots that they won't even say the word fuck. So they, like, get a, get around it by saying, let's go, Brandon, instead of fuck Joe Biden. It's yeah. the nerdiest fucking well, thing they, in the world. Like, it's you're such like losers. They think that the, the cleverest thing they came up with is somehow like going to impress you and be like oh god damn it like no, right like, right like, nobody really cares except people who watch msnbc they're like they're saying that about the president like that's nobody fucking acts like that except right like, this, hosts this, is on MSNBC. That, this is people to go to starbucks 
And when they ask what their name is, they say their name is Christmas. So they have to write Christmas on their on their <laughs> cup. And they're like, ha ha, look what I did. Ha ha ha, joke's on you. And like literally Christmas nobody on their cares. Holiday cup on their- nobody fucking cared about the thing they did that they like spent all night trying to like come up with. You know, I'm going to go out and buy some Nike socks and then light them on fire. Ha ha, fuck you, Liz. You know, right. it's like- what? And, then, and Nike's you just like, gave for the your money. money to Nike to fucking destroy your own pro. Like it makes no fucking sense. It makes no fucking sense. What also doesn't make sense is that uh, apparently Kyle Rittenhouse, who's on trial for murder, got to pick the jury. <laughs> he got to right. reach so- into a little bingo tumbler and pick out the twelve names of the eighteen total jurors who actually get to decide if he's guilty or not. Right, right. Which is no, not totally normal. Happens. That is something that the the clerk of court does. That is not a thing that you let the actual fucking murder fucking do. suspect. Yeah, do. So uh, again, the judge just making up whatever the fuck he feels like. I, I you know, reports are also, are also in the in the courtroom that after uh, Rittenhouse picked the names out of a thing that uh, the judge pulled a penny from behind his ear and said, "Oh, here you go. Why don't you keep that, son?" Um, no, I mean, this is a fucking fart. This is absolutely uh, this is absurd. Beyond, um, just beyond. I mean, they're going to have a juror who gets sick and has to go home, and he, he's the judge is just going to say, "Well, Kyle, you're on the jury now. What else can we do? There's nobody else. You, right." You're, Oh, hung jury. How'd that happen? Uh, it says here that Kyle uh, said he's he's innocent. Well, who am I to judge? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, well, uh, it, so you know what's funny? I actually, on, on Twitter, I, I pulled this clip because I wanted to play it on the show. I haven't actually listened through it, to it in full yet, but uh, someone had, had pulled up a clip of Bill Burr talking about Kyle Rittenhouse and the Kenosha, uh, you know, the, the riots yeah. and the shooting because... Bill Burr is somebody who like we've talked about on the show before he he everything about him would scream like oh this guy's obviously a right winger in terms of like he's <sighs> he's white from Boston he's got red hair he has like a real Boston fucking axe you know he looks like right. a stereotypical he, he, you think he's Joe Rogan and then you hear him talk and he's he's like the total opposite right he's very reasonable and very right. like no bullshit and, and um, not that this doesn't mean that you can't be racist but he's married to a black woman so like that he, right he has a lot of perspectives that would surprise uh, you from lie the fact his... that he's from boston <laughs> right exactly so here's um, a, well yeah, yeah so here's a clip of him uh talking about it because i guess he's he's got a podcast which which we we found out today is called the monday morning podcast which uh oh. only a which both of us were like just what a fucking psycho to wake up on Monday morning to record a podcast. Like he's, you know, some people are just that well adjusted. Like some people are just like, fuck it. This is just any other Monday, whatever I'm doing. Just, that's, you know, that's serial killer. I'm, shit I, I was on that. fucking, I was on breaking bad. So I can't be doing that bad in life. Right. Right. Uh, um, so yeah. So he, he has a show where he has, he takes callers and I, I think, you know, much like, Rogan, he has kind of a split audience where, like, you know, he'll have left wing callers and right wing callers who both enjoy certain things he says. But this was his response. And this is actually from last year, right as the Kenosha uh, shooting happened. Um, but it's I think it's still relevant. Uh, so this is his response to a caller who who uh, laid out a bunch of right wing talking points about how Kyle Rittenhouse was just defending himself and shit like that. 
And this is Bill Burr shutting that guy down. Guy shot was charging a cow, throwing some unknown flaming object in his direction. Well, I mean, obviously you can't do that. The second guy was shot trying to grab his rifle as he was being kicked in the face by another protester. Uh, the third guy shot was lunging towards him with the pistol in his hand. Before the first shooting, he can be seen on video running away from a group of people. My question, though, is why is he there? Okay, the cops can go down there and handle this shit. Why is he out there? That is my question. And he's retreating. Someone behind him fires a gun into the air. Imagine running away from a mob of people, hearing a gunshot from behind you, then turning around. Okay, here's my question for you. Imagine putting yourself in the perspective of those other people. Because the problem is, is that people just keep putting themselves into the perspective of the white person if they're white or the black person if they're black. The bottom line is you should not be rioting. And the other bottom line is you should not be going out there acting like you just deputized yourself. This is a 17-year-old kid. What the fuck is he doing out there in the middle of a fucking riot? There's also that question, isn't there? All right, at this point, he had to choose between using his rifle or getting into a fist fight with an angry mob. Um, well, you're not addressing why he's out there. After this shooting, he does not flee the scene. He grabs his phone and stays with the victim. However, the mob quickly starts moving his direction, begins yelling at him. So he runs away to avoid another confrontation. Once again, the mob does not allow him to flee. Yeah. And he also inserted himself into this is the, the thing that you're ignoring. And the second shooting, uh, shooting about a minute later, can be seen jogging down the street with a group of people chasing him with someone yelling, get him, get his ass. Yeah, because he just shot two fucking people. There's also that, okay? What you're acting like is this guy was sitting inside doing his homework. He went out there to confront. He went out there with a gun to join it. Okay, now if you don't have any sympathy for people that went out to riot, how do you have sympathy for somebody that went out to confront it who's not a cop? Right. So, um, you know, obviously I don't agree with everything he said in that clip, but I think it's it's largely on point, and I think it's a pretty common sense. Sure. He, he's saying that, you know, you, you don't get to deputize yourself. Right. right? Like, right. you don't get to decide that, uh, you know, well, just because I can't legally own a gun doesn't mean I can't physically hold it and then go shoot people. Right. Like that's and the the fact that the judge dismissed this week, dismissed the gun charge against him. The fact that he had the gun in the first place was illegal because a 17 year old kid can't own and operate an assault weapon in right. that state. He dismissed that that charge and said that the law was written so vaguely that you couldn't tell if, <laughs> if, 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 a, if a child could or couldn't own a, a, a gun. That's the fucking judge in this case. Unfucking believable. So. I mean, but yeah, I mean, he's he's making this great, but it's like great point. Like, why he went there on purpose to go confront people? It wasn't his property. You can't declare a castle doctrine when you're not in your own castle, right? right? And it's it's like imagine if if you know fucking school shooting, guy walks into a school, shoots a kid, and then when the principal or teacher tries to tackle the guy after killing a kid, the fucking guy kills the principal and then says, "Well, you saw it. He attacked me." I was it was self-defense like you fucking shot people and people tried to stop you from shooting more people and then you killed them literally every so he 
you know, cross state line. And again, fucking the Jimmy Doors of the world will will pretend that these facts aren't the facts, but these yeah, are the I'm facts. I'm so fucking done. I'm so fucking done with Jimmy Dore. Yeah, like, he just, has completely become the red pilled thing that everyone saw years ago that we were just kind of like, eh, yeah, man, you know, you know, boo, and, and, boo, and boy, whatever. I don't think when we were defending him that he was that, but I think he he certainly because he lost so much support. I think for whatever reason, he's also a very stubborn person. I think just you know years of people saying that up to him he is that now he's everything that people said about him all he does is fucking uh right-wing propaganda and lies about covid uh crank bullshit and pseudoscience and you know defending fucking right-wing fucking nazis like kyle rittenhouse who again the second he stepped foot in kenosha during those riots, which, by the way, were riots to protest the police murder of Jacob Blake, who they shot in the back four fucking times. Uh, pretty good fucking reason to riot, if you ask me. Um, the second he stepped foot on the on that ground, and this is even before you see the video of him a week earlier at a different, like, you know, looting, saying that he, if he had his rifle, he'd be lighting people up right now. I swear to God, bro, or whatever the fuck he said in that video. So clearly he had a fucking hero complex and thought that he was going to, you know, shoot a bunch of black people looting so he could be a fucking hero to the right wing. The second he stepped foot on ground in Kenosha, he was perfect. He was accepting whatever fucking happened to him because he brought a fucking assault rifle across state lines that he didn't legally old and uh, legally own, wasn't old enough to own. Um, as soon as he put his hands on that gun, he was committing a crime, right? He was committing a crime. He committed two was... crimes because he also crossed state lines with that gun. So it, it's right. He's committing a crime vastly just just by holding the gun. He's committed a crime vastly more, you know, and vastly and, worse than the people who smash some windows. Right? Because okay? when I smash a window, the only chance that you can die from me smashing the window is if you go and pick up the glass and fucking stab it in your eyeball. Right? right? <laughs> like there's the, the 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 glass on the ground is fucking litter at that point. It's not a fucking machine designed to end someone's life. Right. Okay. And and so yesterday I I fucking just did a, a search for Jimmy Dore on YouTube. Here's the top uh, top uh four videos from Jimmy Dore right now. Pfizer antiviral and ivermectin science based comparison. And it's got a picture of a guy literally holding a red pill. So <laughs> Yeah, not a dog whistle at all in that in that uh, stock image. But yes. ne ne next one, establishment fear mongering children risk from COVID. So again, he he's perpetuating this myth that children can't get COVID, which is right. a proven lie. wrong multiple times. I mean, it's just they're actually the biggest spreaders of COVID because you, they're very often asymptomatic. And that's a big reason why we're Kids actually trending up. Kids yes, don't wash their fucking true. hands. Kids are fucking, kids, I mean. Kids are disgusting. I, right. You, you remember how we were as kids. Like, it's just, yeah. kids, they just don't fucking wash, wash their hands. They touch shit. They lick their hands. I'm a total, shit. yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, not a germ foe, but like, I have to wash my hands at least five times a day just from like touching things. There's oil and stuff. Like, you, like my hands, I'll just feel like there's something on them. The world's a fucking them. dirty place. Like, especially the when you go out in public, hot. like, it's gross, man. Every time I touch a doorknob, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, ugh, like, fuck, you know, it's, it's nasty. <laughs> oh, you yeah. Know? You gotta fucking take your recycling out, dump it in a fucking dumpster, and like, just, there's fucking rats, and there's just, it's just, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of gross things, third one here from Jimmy Dore establishment media lies about Rittenhouse case revealed. Oh. 
Oh, okay. Jimmy Dore defending Kyle Shittenhouse, a so, two-time murderer. One of the what, by the way, so what they do is they 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 cherry and they had this this guy that Matt Orfala douchebag who you know that that was the guy who like worked for Bernie for ten seconds and they found a bunch of old kind of racist clips of him so they disinvited him from the campaign. He's like right. his primary source in this because he put together some video he's like his shirtless pundit now where he's for, yes you know, like Bernie got fucked over so now I'm gonna fucking vote for Trump kind of guy right so and and he, and he put together this video and it was like look at this video and look he's clearly defending himself and you know we already laid out the reasons why you know bringing a gun to a fucking protest or a riot immediately makes you a fucking target because people are like hey look at this fucking psychotic right winger with an assault weapon uh let's fucking disarm him before he kills yeah, one of us he, he got hit in the head with a skateboard because he just shot someone with a machine gun you fucking idiots <laughs> right Right. The last one here, last video on this, the top four that popped up was Mexico's health minister against vaccinating children for COVID-19. So, yeah, exactly. Cherry picking. Like, hey, who's who's a guy in a country that we can pick from to say that we shouldn't vaccinate? Like, well, you, know, so you don't even know if the, what they have in Mexico is the same exact vaccine that we're using up here either. Right. Like, there could be could be, you know, a very different reason that they haven't recommended doing it there yet than what you're trying to imply, Jimmy Dore. Well, I think actually a lot of them have the, the I, and I forget the name of it, but the, the vaccine that China uh, came up with, because actually China, shocker of all shocks, uh, shares their vaccine uh, with the world, unlike the United States. Uh, but the, uh, so another thing that they always say is, is, is the fact that the media reports wrong, and this is, it, it's just a factual truth that the, that was reported is they cross state lines, because they say, oh, well, he was right over the border, you know, in Michigan, and he worked in Kenosha. And okay, that literally does not change the because they're like, oh, what, well, you we take a fucking boat back and forth across Lake Michigan. Well, <laughs> and, and, it, and it's not far. It's like a half hour away. But that doesn't change the fucking law. The law doesn't care if it's uh, if it's close. And they're like, oh, well, they're trying to portray it as if he came in from from, you know, states away. It's like, no, he literally the facts of the case are he illegally transported a firearm that he was not old enough to own across state lines uh th that's the fucking fact and that's what was reported uh how you interpret the the intentionality of that is 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 you know that's your own fucking hang up i don't i don't, care. I don't know how th there's no i mean okay so the upper peninsula of michigan borders wisconsin but it's it's at least 200 miles away from kenosha wisconsin yeah i'll, so. I'll, I'll look up while we're talking where he's actually for it, it it supposedly is not far um it's across the state line from illinois <laughs> it's so kenosha is between so, no, you, might, sorry, you might be from you might be from illinois right so yeah but whatever it is it like you're still like crossing state lines with a fucking thing if i i you know i work on the border of new york and connecticut if i transport you know uh fucking weed bought in in new york to to connecticut i'm still i could still be arrested for crossing state lines like the fucking law doesn't care Look, just if because it's... you flew some teenage girls down to your private island in the caribbean doesn't mean <laughs> that you're not still an upstanding democratic donor right <laughs> so. exactly let's see antioch <clears throat> illinois okay it is 37 minutes away. So it's, again, not right next door. Um, and it's crossing. It's, it's not where he lives. It's not his home. No, it's not it's, his business. You were, you were, you were taking a 40-minute no fucking drive to to go and, and intimidate, you know, being completely generous and not considering the fact that he's expressed his desire to shoot at looters before. 
even with the most generous of of fucking ex, uh, of you know explanations, you are going across state lines, forty minutes away, to go and intimidate people with your fucking illegally held assault weapon like like what 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 good intent can you possibly have and that's the other thing is like they'll play up and i've seen jimmy Dore play up oh well he was going there and look he was scrubbing graffiti and he was the acting as a medic (laughs) um number one he has there's no basis for that whatsoever that he has any kind of medic uh, training uh, and number two, yeah, that's that. It's just fucking. Well, well, if, that's the, like, if that's true, why didn't he administer medical aid to the people he shot? Oh, weird. Yeah, that's weird. Um, you think his about extensive that medic medic background would 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 allow him to yeah. do that? But well, people you shared all, out- those, all those photos of the the ninety two L A riots where he, there was like all these Korean business owners that were sitting on the roofs of their uh you know dry cleaning place or bodega whatever it was with like guns trying to make sure it didn't get burned like. You know that that's certainly don't want anyone to get shot, but you can make the argument that like that is their business, their physical they business. Defend- right. This this kid has nothing to. D- he doesn't own anything yet. He's seventeen. No, he's Tech- just a fucking little pig lover. Not who- even he's not even a citizen yet. He doesn't even have, have any <laughs> right. rights yet as a kid. And then the judge is like, "Well, yeah, you totally own a fucking guns designed to kill dozens of people in a single clip." There's nothing. I don't see any problem there. This kid's going to walk. He's going to walk. And his entire life is going to be him getting the red carpet rolled out. Oh, he's going to be a, a featured speaker at the RNC in 2024. Because, oh, guarantee it. The fucking remember the remember the fucking couple down in New Orleans who got their guns taken away for pointing their guns at protesters. Oh, the, the fucking McCloskey's in, in Missouri. There. Yeah. They're oh, yeah. there they were at the there. courthouse doing fucking Fox News interviews outside oh the courthouse. Oh my god, are they really? Do, yes, they are there right now. I saw a picture <laughs> yesterday, and one of one of their their fans. They're posing for pictures with people doing the, you know, the 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 okay white supremacist little hand sign. Right. Yeah. This is. I mean, they know what this is. They know what this is. This is their fucking their champion, their little white champion who killed some Marxists at a protest because they were mad that the police were murdering people. Right. And that's I mean, he like like I said last week, he's perfect because he's George Zimmerman, but he's 100 percent white instead of half white. Right. So they love him. A little white, doughy fucking, you know, and his little his little fake sob fest. They love that shit. Just doing the Brett Kavanaugh, just, (laughs) you know, my my rights is being able to rape and murder taken away. What's the point of being white if you can't rape and murder people? Oh, and so and that's another thing they bring up. Like I like this has any relevance whatsoever. They're like, oh, well, one of the people uh, that that Kyle Rittenhouse killed was a pet was a convicted pedophile, which I didn't even look into. I'm just going to take them at face value that that's true. Um did Kyle Rittenhouse know that? Does that have any bearing on the other two people that he fucking <laughs> right. murdered? Like, what the fuck does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Like, that literally means fucking nothing. Like, he it means went, nothing. It, it means, means nothing. fucking nothing. So, was he a pedophile or was he somebody just convicted of, um, you know, like statutory rape? Yeah, I have, that, that, again, that I have no idea. That could that could, I, I, again, I this might all be fucking bullshit. I don't even know if it's true, but I'm just taking them at the even at the worst face value of that being completely true. Like, what the fuck does that mean at all in this case? Literally nothing. Like, right? It's it's just I, I would argue that somebody who you know 
fucked up and had sex with someone who's 16 or 17. Right, when they were 22 uh, or something. A slightly not, less worse crime than murder. No, right, exactly, exactly. And, and again, like, who knows? If Still very, things. very bad, just to be clear. <laughs> right, no, not not at all con, uh, con, condoning. But again, like, he didn't know that. Like, he fucking went there with the intent of murdering a bunch of leftists. Oh, and that's the other thing. They're like, oh, well, the media misportrays it that his victims were black. Like, I've never heard that. I knew his victims were white. Like it, like they're like, oh well, they call him a racist. Like he was clearly a racist. He showed up to a protest of a police killing of a black man, where predominantly black people were were protesting and rioting, uh, with an assault weapon, with the intent of menacing and or shooting fucking looters. So like, how is that not him being a fucking Nazi? Like, yeah, is, did, it, did he go to a QAnon anti-vaxer rally to to point <laughs> his gun at white people? Who no. were defying a government mandate to get their vaccine? No, you know I, I, he's all about law and order. Why isn't he threatening those people with his gun? They, by the way, they need to start expanding capacity at those rallies because it seems like a lot of the idiots on Twitter that call themselves leftists are are are, are very quickly fl- flying down the fucking trail that ends at the the waiting in Dealey Plaza with a bunch of J- JFK Junior truthers, uh, you know, waiting for JFK Junior to reveal oh himself. God. Rally. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, name names here, but um, there there's some people, some people we know who uh, have definitely fallen down the the stoner boomer rabbit hole with some of the things they've been posted lately. I mean, just just like look, if you are find yourself increasingly uh, compelled to uh, you know retweet baseless conspiracy theories, stop yourself and think. Am I ridiculously stoned right now? Because there's a good chance you are. Um, I mean, somebody was posting uh, the conspiracy theory, new one, it was new to me, that uh, the pandemic was all planned by Bill Gates. Bill Gates planned this. For to what end? I don't know. Like how he would do that, I again don't know. But. I mean, clearly Bill Gates planned the pandemic to distract us from JFK Jr. coming back to life to warn us about chemtrails. <laughs> clearly. Uh, sad to see, but um, you know, it's unfortunate. And um, it's it's like there there are real awful things that Bill Gates has endorsed. No, he's a, he's, a, he's an evil do. motherfucker. Like, don't get right. me wrong. He's you don't an have evil to make up fake shit. You don't have to make up fake shit. Like he is they, legitimately buying up all the fucking farmland so that he controls all of the fucking farming in the U.S. You know, the agriculture in the United States. Like he's an evil fucking guy who just wants to accrue more wealth and power. But like to cook up even, some like even with all that wealth and power and exerting all that money they have, they still can not affect the amount of things that apparently some people think they can. Right. Like even you know, try as he might, Jeff Bezos still couldn't grow his hair back. <laughs> like, so there are limits. I mean, Elon, Elon Musk did, but I don't he know caught how it he early. Did. He caught it he early. Must, well, you don't catch it early. He had a very very expensive transplant, but no, I, 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 where I don't know. Well, that's that's well, the thing. Look, when you're when you have hair he on must top, have had of a it's... really hairy back that you had that much hair to donate to his head. <laughs> when when you're when you have a when you have like some hair on, like you've seen the pictures of Elon. He he was real bad badly balding but he still had some follicles left it's easier to fill in when you're like the full-on george costanza i think you're kind of past the point of the stuff that hadn't fallen out yet is still gonna fall out eventually right and (laughs) if you i mean to to do a hair transplant you got to cut pieces of skin 
out of like the sides and the back of your head that still have hair. So you ha- you'll have like these well, little or they use the plugs of, or like, they're, they're, I think they're, they're not plugs. They're they're de- I don't think he's they're definitely not plugs. You can tell when they're plugs. I mean, unless he fucking I don't know, maybe he had enough money, but he didn't have that much money when he had it done, did he? I don't know. I mean, it, he well he cer- he certainly has had generational wealth, so I'm sure you know, he made it yeah. a high priority, but uh, he probably talked to Biden's guy because Biden definitely oh, uh, saw a specialist at some point. Uh, when you look at like young oh, Biden's photos looks of terrible, Biden's shit looks like he's just fucking scalped looks... the, the, the villain from Poltergeist <laughs> 2 and put that. Sh- but he has more hair now than he did in like 1975. It's real bizarre. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, way more, way more. But again, but... just like, oh. <laughs> I mean, at least at least Bezos is like, okay, fuck it, just I'm not gonna fuck around with this shit. Like, well, and he embra- he embraces his evilness. I think also, like, he understands right. he's fundamentally evil. Just, I think Elon he, Musk he's thinks found he's a hero. his inner Lex Luthor, and he's committed to it. Did right. you see that clip of fucking William Shatner and Jeff Bezos? I think we did. I think we talked to, or maybe, maybe we didn't. Maybe because it, it's more of a visual thing. But it, yes, it's very just very depressing. What, um, what the fuck? That shit was so offensive to me so, on so many fucking i've never i don't like you know Shatner's not even a good guy but like it's just unbelievable to do that he to another is, person. he's just like you know if, uh, yeah if I, don't, he, I don't really have an opinion on him either way but like it, it, he's a decent guy but he, he, the thing that people got mad at, at william shantner was that people were talking about like their fan fiction of kirk and spock being gay together right which shantner didn't appreciate because he was like that underlies the fact that like these characters were really good friends and loved each other from like you don't need to take uh, it to that like right like and he's like you don't you know like to me it's personal that relationship was personal i was friends with letter nimoy and those characters meant a lot to me and for you to just say well why can't they be gay it's like well because (laughs) they weren't each other's guts i was friends with them (laughs) right Um, so he said that publicly and people were like you know called him like a homophobe about that right but that wasn't at all what he was trying to say so this clip where yeah yeah well i was gonna say the the clip and and, we don't have the clip because it's it's a visual clip but Um, yeah, basically this is right after, and we had talked about the fact that he was being sent into space with Bezos's fucking vanity space project where they, you know, just take a little dip into the upper outer atmosphere and then, you know, dip back down basically. Um, and, uh, he was the oldest man to, uh, ever, uh, go in outer space. He's like 90 years old, which is fucking insane to think about. Um, but he speaking of hair pieces yeah right <laughs> so uh, so he they came back and you know obviously there was like news crews waiting to interview him and and they were talking to him and like he's there and like bezos is kind of standing next to him and he and he just starts really opining about like how beautiful it was now he never thought he'd get to see and it was a really moving like thing he was saying and, well, and he and, and he's talking directly to jeff bezos like directly thanking him for taking right. him on this this little trip and how much it meant to him and Bezos is like visually bored listening to him, and somebody like starts, you know, going popping, sh- popping like, pop champagne, champagne and behind him. And Bezos just like turns away from him as he's talk as he's talking, like mid sentence. Captain Kirk, and he just like grabs a bottle of champagne and starts spraying it all over. He literally says, "Let me have one of those," and somebody gives him one, and he just just the, like the root. Like this is like Bill Shatner. I love you, but like this is why. You did Star Trek because space communism is good and rich fucking capitalist assholes like Jeff Bezos are bad. So you shouldn't thank them for shit. 
Right. And I hope he realizes that now. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's 90 fucking years old, but. Oh, I know um, it doesn't fucking matter. But, but, but I still, I felt bad no, for him I, on a personal level. I, no, but I also felt so just, bad for him. I how never. Could you, <laughs> how could you be so fucking rude to a guy who spent his, his acting career to inspiring more people to actually want to explore space for purely for the pursuit of knowledge and humanity than anyone right. who's still living? And you fucking disrespect him like that? And it was just Fuck such you. Just, just even as a human, it was like this. This guy's in the twilight of his life. He's like ninety years old, and he's giving, telling, describing this beautiful experience he had of visiting space. And you just fucking like wander away from him because you're like, ah, oh, rich guy bored, want to spray champagne. Like, right? It's just it like just well, uh, how he, fucking he's already served his purpose to him, so right. he no longer has any value. That's the way that Jeff Bezos thinks about use every every human exactly. Use every human as a commodity, and once they've fulfilled a role, they're disposable. You know, right. he, <laughs> and, just, and this is that's how Elon Musk feels too, and this is why you know when the time comes, what's going to happen to them is what's going to happen to them, and I really hope I'm alive to see it. Although I probably will just be watching him man. depart in a fucking rocket as as the world. Here, here's the thing, you know, we always pray for shitty things to happen to terrible people. Yeah, the, the, the truth of the world is that they do because there was another guy on that flight. I don't know who. He, I don't know if he was evil or rich person or whatever who just died in a plane crash like a week later after that fucking <laughs> flight with Jeff Bezos and, and William Shatner. So fingers crossed one of these days, Bezos fucking just private jet <laughs> crashes into a mountain. Oh my God, dude. Twitter is going to be, that, the, Twitter's follows, gonna be follows Kobe Bryant. <laughs> That'll yeah. be the most right. Right. Oh no. Yeah. Let's, let's do a bunch of sad tributes to the fucking. Oh I remember years ago, years ago, there was, um, Oh, it was that uh, Phil Knight's private jet. The landing gear wouldn't come down, so it had to, it was like flying around the airport, like t- trying to get the fuck. It. it was like you know when they circle the airport because there's a problem and they can't land. It was fucking Phil Knight's plane. The landing gear wouldn't come down, and I was just like, "Oh, so close! Come on, <laughs> come on, please, you fucking oh, man. sweatshop motherfucker." <laughs> That's like he unfortunately right. lived, right? Yeah, just so. like Reagan. Just like Reagan after he got shot. Fucking yep. didn't finish the job, Hinkley. <sighs> Do you see he's on Twitter, by the way? He got out of so he got out of prison like this year and he's on Hinkley? Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta oh, you see, gotta send me a link to it. Oh yeah, it's so funny because like he he like he's on Twitter and like he posts like his original music and it's like not bad. And like so he'll engage with people about his music, but like he never engages obviously with you know the 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 Reagan stuff, but it's just so funny. Oh, is man. he just like a kind of old guy now? Like Charles his, Manson finally his, got his record deal, <laughs> playing his like fun folk songs. <laughs> it's so funny, and then he talks about like some of the new artists he likes, which which I'm sure you know. I, I'm just waiting for one of them to be like, I, you know, we love you back. We're a big fan <laughs> of your work. This is the first time OJ is going to tweet at him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my so god, good. the world but, we live in is fucking mind blowing. So yeah. sometimes John Hinckley and OJ Simpson on fucking Twitter. All right, well, on that note, um, I think that does it for us this week. But uh, if you want to help the show, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple uh, or oh yeah, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get the podcast, follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left, uh, facebook.com slash move left idiots, patreon, patreon.com slash move left. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, And I'm on Twitter at bike slutty. 
Yeah, we'll see you next week.